Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Foreign Football Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Monaghan. Today, I'm joined by uh, Vincenza and Luxembourg player James Alves Rodriguez. James, thanks again for being able to hop on the show. Looking forward to speaking with you and just kind of learning more about you know football in Luxembourg and obviously just starting off with big club like Vincenza. That's Venezia, Venezia. Oh, Venezia? Yeah, Venezia. Yeah. Oh, we said Vincenza back. My yeah, bad. Yeah, played against them like two weeks ago. You were with the and you're with the Primavera, right? Matter of fact, yeah, 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 with the Primavera, yeah. So, how did all that happen exactly? Because when we were talking earlier, one thing I was curious about was like, how did you go from Luxembourg and sign with them? Because we saw like with like back here in the states, we've got like a couple players. Um, I think it's Busio went and signed with them, and then Busio, like, yeah. two others after that. Busio, Jack, uh, the Vrush, I think, and Patrick, uh, Leo. I yeah. think he's from America too. These both players. How did all this happen though with you? Did it like because you were playing in Luxembourg, right? And then yeah. did the time come where it was like your agent had approached it, or yeah, was it so uh, I met my new agent. Like, uh, I signed a contract with him on February, I guess, or March. I don't remember. But it was this year. And, uh, yeah, I signed a contract with him. And I told him, like, he asked me, um, in what country you wish you want to play? I said in Italy because I already make um, uh, tests before in the other clubs like Regina, Ascoli, and uh, Torino. Okay. So... But then he said, okay, I would, I would try to find a club for you. And he found Venezia. So I said, yeah, let's go on for Venezia. And uh, I made, like, the test and everything went all right. So everything went okay. And, yeah, then I got my first professional contract for two years. Uh, and that's it. That's how I came here. Well, first of all, congratulations on that. And Thank you. This, you know, this seems like a common theme that I've, I've kind of seen throughout, which is like, there's this initial trial that I've seen sometimes in the last, it seems like it goes a week, other times it's like two weeks. Did I made you- just for one week, uh, I arrived Sunday until uh, Sunday, and did- uh, I made one week training with uh, Primavera. Okay, I was going to say, did you go, so you just went through training with Primavera, or did they make you go and do like a like a preseason match or something like that as well? I mean, um, yeah, kind of, because uh, I, I trained, like, for uh, three days, and there was uh, one of the days I played against the first team uh, of Venezia. Okay. Uh, they made me play against them with the Primavera, and uh, there was, like, not me, uh, like, all the players, like, uh, who was there. I was kind of crazy that uh, <laughs> I saw Nani and, and everybody. But, uh, yeah, I, I did my stuff. Uh, I showed them people that uh, I want my place here, and they were happy. Do you think it comes down to, like, the fact that you'd already been training? You'd already had a trial, say, with Torino. And um, do you think, like, you had already had that comfort of having seen the Ita- Calcio type of football because it's a, it's a more pressing and defensive style of football. Was it something yeah, that yeah, yeah, more, exactly. more uh, comfortable with that? Yeah. For me, it's like a, a physical, uh, it's very physical. And, um, and then I got the experience of the Italian football 
uh, I, I was trying to know it and it was really interesting for me because it's kind of like my type and uh, then I was like yeah okay let's go make more trials in Italy do you like playing, do you like playing like as a more physical winger or because you're playing are you playing as a winger like or an out and out like as a false nine or what yeah I mean um, because we play with three defense uh, defensers uh, like five like no three in the middle and two uh, in the left like uh, or right winger but okay. they play the whole the whole side and two strikers so i'm one of them two strikers but you know like sometimes i can play uh like winger or something but in formation you're like a striker I i've kind of noticed that too is it's like it depends on what type of play of style you're playing like I, one thing i've always noticed i've been like a Real Madrid fan throughout like my whole life and mm -hmm. kind of following La Liga, it's always been, it's a little bit more like precision where it's like one-off passes versus in Italy, for example, like mm -hmm. um, about two months ago, a little less, I was in Rome. I was staying with a friend of mine. And so my friend goes and says, Hey, um, do you want to go to the Lazio match against Udinese? I was like, come on, man. Of course I want to go to that. So we see, we're watching that, and I noticed, you can, even when you're watching on TV, but especially in person, you see the difference in that it's more like counterattack in Italy, and it's a lot more pressure on the ball to where, yeah. if exactly. you, you ever notice too when it's like that, is that for you, for example, with since you, you're playing with another striker up front, does that give more comfort knowing that I've got another striker up front to where like, it's maybe a little bit easier to cross the ball or it's a little bit easier to have support for someone tracking back. Because I'm assuming the opponents that you're going against, are they playing a higher pressing defense or is it very like kind of team by team? Like it's kind of team by team, to be honest. It's kind of team by team, yeah. Hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, yeah, it's kind of that way. So you mentioned that you signed with your agent in about February. Did you immediately so did you go in like the like the January or transfer window or something to Venice? Uh, or at, like when did you when did you get it kind of integrated with with the academy? Because it's at this point, what's it been like about a season was, and a half in? Yeah, it was during it was during the season I make the trials. Okay. Uh, season. Uh but uh when I made the contract with uh, my agent. He said, yeah, like, uh, you're going to make a test, uh, like a trial uh, in Venice, and uh, we're going to try to make your sign on July or June. Okay. Like season. So uh, I, was, I was agreeing with him. And I was like, okay, then let's try this. So, and then I signed my contract on, on May, 26 May, I signed my contract uh, with Venice. So... Was this kind of always in the plans? It's it seems like it kind of you had that plan of at least definitely going to Italy. Did you ever consider starting off and playing in Luxembourg? And how would you describe that? The kind of not even just the league, but how's the football culture like over there? Because it's yeah. it's not something um, to get exposed to very much, and it's yeah. I, I it's kind of interesting. I mean, um, in Luxembourg, um, I can't say that there are like very good players, but um, 
It's just the mentally in Luxembourg is very low because they're just playing football, for example, for fun, like uh, okay. because they like for hobby, you know. This is uh, this why Luxembourg in football we're not very very high. So um, some players they really want to be professional. Like uh, me, I always wanted to be higher and always go higher. Uh, but some people in Luxembourg they like they rather like to stay in Luxembourg and you know more focusing on school, uh, mm-hmm. on education, and play football at the same time just to you know to have fun in their life. I, I can understand that too because I, I guess maybe the notion is being a smaller country, maybe it's like yeah. it limits you in a sense, but this guy Ben guys like what's his name? Um Maxine Chenat, there was Laurent Jans. Yeah, yeah. Jelson Rodriguez was Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Unbelievable. Or Jason Rodriguez, I should say. There there's been talent, and I remember watching the Nations League and even they had um What's a club called? F91 Duderland. Them. Yeah, yeah. They have decent clubs and decent players, but it seems like there's not that self-belief yet. And it's... Exactly. For me, Do you think that that just comes naturally or do you think that that can be, like, instilled and trained within, right? Like, could you have... Do you, do you feel like you had, like, maybe a coach or something or somebody growing up that that gave you that desire it seems like you wanted to do it wanted to be a professional though from a young yeah age. but the thing is i don't have a lot of experience in uh, the first team in the, the luxembourgish clubs because uh in luxembourg i used to play for the youth until the under 19 okay but nobody called me like to uh sign a contract with the first team in luxembourg but i was never interested to do that because I, w- I always wanted to go out of Luxembourg. My, like, my, ob- uh, how do you say? Objective. No, not objective. Mentality? No, um, like, I always wanted to go out of Luxembourg just to be a professional player. But uh, how do I explain? Oh, my God. Do you think that it was, like, you had, like, um, this vision all along of, like, kind of, like, I want to test myself and challenge myself. And it because that's what it seems like, and it seems at this stage in time, for example, do you feel like you're getting closer to being able to make your senior team debut? Because you just got called up for what was well, it was two friendlies, right? Yeah, two friendlies. Yeah. National team. Do you feel like you're getting closer with um, with Venice to be to being able to make it within that first team debut, or is it hard to say? Because it it seems like from everything I've seen, you never know when you're going to make your debut. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, like, when I got called the first time with the first team of Luxembourg, I was, like, happy. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I'm there to learn uh, my and have some good experience because I play with, like, older people who know football have been, mm-hmm. like, for years. And uh, I just like been there to learn, and uh, they like explaining me things, uh, how you do it correctly, and everything. So I take advices from them, and I try to improve myself uh, with the advices they give to me. So maybe one day, I hope that I get called with the first team uh, in Venice uh, with the improvements I'm making every day. 
And so there have been any, you know, both with Venice and both with Luxembourg, have there been any players in particular that have been able to like kind of help take you under your wing? And did they have similar style to you? Or was it one of those things where maybe they, they don't have the exact same style, but it's like they've had success as a striker. They've had, maybe they've been playing professionally at a higher level for, you know, I don't know, five, six years. Has it been something mm -hmm. like that? Or has it been more kind of like some of the younger guys that maybe only have two or three years, but have been playing at a higher level? Yeah, I mean, there are both of them. Like, uh, it's like uh, Maxime Chano. Like, uh, he really helped me uh, a lot. Like, uh, he was so nice with me. He explained me things. Uh, Jans, too. Like, the elder people always explain me some good stuff. And, yeah, I mean... I'm there to learn and to improve myself with the adults in the national team. Where, like when you when you talk about like improving the where where do you where do you want to see yourself improving as a player? Do you feel like like when you look at it and you say, okay, these are what I'm doing well, these are my strengths versus these are my weaknesses. What's something that you look at, say? And you go, end of the season, this is something I want to, to get better at. And have you already been, do you feel like you've already been improving on some of these weaknesses with all the advice that they've given you? It sounds like that's the case, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the improvement I mean is about mentally, uh, is more mentally because uh, my weakness is sometimes is uh, my mental because uh, I'm a negative person, to be honest uh like uh, for example i lose a ball and i get mad and you know i'm putting down myself yeah i'm like that kind of person but every time i'm telling myself yeah james you have to focus you don't have to like put you down like that like is why why are you doing this uh, and every day i'm uh, i'm trying to improve on that but right now i'm feeling better uh because of that i mean that's honestly the hardest part of the game is, is as yeah. much as like, we like to talk about things and like we think of things as like, oh, you see so many times where game, the game is overly analyzed and it's like all these stats that are analyzed. I'm like, okay, yeah, but to be perfectly honest, I know where you're coming from because like having grown up, whenever I play the game, I'm that type of player too where it's hard. Like I usually play as a fullback, sometimes mm -hmm. like left mid or right mid, but it's like, I find it hard as well to where when you've made a mistake to not dwell on it because it's like, you know that it's a long game, but the hardest thing is knowing that like this mistake, say, say for you, like a mistake led to the center back retrieving the ball. He goes and has switches it, gets it to like right wing or something like that. And then they end up scoring. Or for me, I feel like, okay, if I take a poor touch, and say you got the center forward, intercepts it, easy goal. Like what we saw yesterday um, with Australia with Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. Four touch, two Argentine defenders come in the way, easy goal. It's things like that, that as much as we want to say, oh, it's easy to get over, it, it's hard to be perfectly honest. And you notice that too, like throughout where, you, you ever notice like some players will not be doing that well at a club? And like for you as a as a striker, say you're going through a goal drought, you'll see somebody going through that 
it affects them mentally. Then they have a change of scenery and suddenly they're doing much yeah. better. Or yeah. same thing with, um, you see that a lot with managers, but it seems like though with you guys at least, you have a good system set up both in Venice and with Luxembourg and that the environment seems positive. And it's yeah. also, this is a club that, you guys, what do you, was Venice Serie A, was it last year or two years ago? Last year, yeah. They were last year, and then they got, and now you guys are in Serie B, right? Because you were, was it relegated last year? Yeah, last year they were Serie A, now they're in Serie B. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I thought, because they, the club started getting a lot of hype, I remember, about three or four years ago. There was this, like, American businessman, I don't know if he still owns the club, but. Uh, I mean, they're still owning the club, I think. Uh, there's one one director named Alex Menta. He's American, and, and the president. I think the president is American too. I don't remember. Him. He he. I remember he was, and they had had gotten like a lot of fanfare. And one thing I noticed too is seems like the club is doing a good job of nurturing young. I mean, like yeah, you. right now on the younger players, yes. I mean, uh, like uh, we like us, like uh, right now we're doing very good. Just. Unfortunately, we lost uh, yesterday against Abino Lefe, but we have a good team, like very good, positive team. Like uh, we are a team like who never give up. And uh, I'm really proud to be here with the team uh, because we understand each other very good. Uh, the first team, uh, they, they, they won yesterday, I think. Yeah, they won. Uh, I don't know against who, but they won. They start winning games now. But uh, I hope they keep winning because now they're on the nineteenth place, like uh, on the last places. The, but, uh, yeah. but right now they're doing good. I think, I, and I hope for them. Do you think then, with you guys, when you're doing well with Primavera, does it help? Do you guys help motivate one another? And is like, do you think it matters more where, say, with you guys, say you're playing well and it seems like you guys are doing well and you won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is it easier to keep up with when you're doing well, or do you find that you guys motivate each other more, say, when you're having a negative, you know, violence? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, like, uh, of course, uh, we're always motivating ourselves. Uh, we, we like always uh, each other, always talking like, yeah, we have to keep going. Because it doesn't mean that we win or we lost, we have to give up. And uh, even the coaches like that with us. Uh, the coaches you always talk positive. You try to positive us every time. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. We know we have a good team. We have good quality, and it's true. So, uh, yeah. You think that that like when you look at the coaching though, does the coaching help help you guys like within seeing skills that maybe you already had and like improving on that, or is the focus more on we know that you're good in X Y Z? here's, you know, some of the weaknesses, because the reason I ask, it's like last week we were, I was talking with um, Alex Bumberry who played for the Canadian national team. Mm-hmm. He brought up a good point, which is you're developing players around like from like 11 to 15. But after that, you're not developing as much after that point. It's more, training them on how to improve and training them on, on, a, on training a player on how to see the best within themselves. I personally agreed with that because I feel like the role of a coach is here's where your weakness is. Here's how you can improve on that yourself because 
You're right. Okay. Like you said earlier, you, you can be a negative um, person at times. Unless you see something and are willing to make the change yourself, mm-hmm. it, it's very difficult to make that change. But sometimes you need a coach or a manager or a teammate or somebody in general to help you see that and bring awareness to something you weren't aware of initially. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they they try to play more of that role of basically saying, this is, we know that this is your weakness. That's, that's exactly how they do. Like, um, they they always, ex- uh, like, we try to explain them because it's about trust too, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you just say, for example, yeah, I want to, like, improve my uh, my left foot, for example. Yep. And they be like, okay, I will give you some exercises to improve your right uh, left foot. And this is how we work too here. Like, uh, just improving ourselves. That's uh, how you did. Like, uh, it's not developing, like, uh, our skills and everything. But it's just, like, working on, uh, try to work on our weakness and mentally too at the same time. Do you think then that, like, it seems like from your end that mentally that's, like, the biggest obstacle to overcome? Do you feel yeah. like that's, do you think that's the case with, with other footballers in general i i personally do and the reason i say that is it feels like tactic you know if it's just like learning about okay i'm weak on my left foot okay well there's you can do training and you can improve that i'm just not gonna say you can have a yeah. little like messy but like yeah. it can be improved right it, but mentally it seems like that's more important feels like recently too there's been more of an emphasis on the mental component of football versus back in the day. I, I, I didn't see that growing up and I didn't see it watching it where there was an emphasis on the mental component of the game. Cause that's really, I'd say the mental components, 60%, 70% of the game to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So um, for me, uh, that's what my father always told me. Like uh, mentally is the uh, mental is the most important thing you can have in football because it's about discipline uh, and um, like, or, you know, some, someday you like lazy and uh, you'd be like, uh, oh, today I don't feel like to work or something, but this is mentally too, you know, but that's why my father always told me mental is the most important thing to, you need in your life. Like you only need to think like, uh, yeah, I, you have to know your, uh, your achievement because if you work without knowing your achievements that's why, why are you here like is, what's the point yeah, yeah what's the point to be here because i know my my achievement for example my first achievement what i did is to get uh, called by the national team with the luxembourg mm-hmm. and now i'm trying to be get uh, try to get called with the first team of venice this is now my achievement even if it's Maybe it's uh, it's not easy, of course, but you know I always know my uh, achievement. I always say, yeah, I have to work on that and on that. You know, it's it's about mental. It's about mental. Is that what keeps you humble as, as well? And like having say having both your father and then having this in the back of your mind of like, okay, yes, I'm just starting out, and yeah, like it it would be it feels like it would be easy to get complacent and say, well, look, I've already got this call up. With Luxembourg, look, I'm already doing well with Primavera. Mm-hmm. But do you think that both like your dad and yourself are like 
two people that help keep you humble and knowing that yeah. hey, that's but, what it sounds like. My father helps me a lot. Like uh, he's always on my back. He's always like in every phone call, every phone call we making is like, yeah, James, don't give up. Just keep working. I believe in you. Like he's always like uh, encouraging me every time. And this makes me very happy. Like uh, because it's kind of like my therapist. So yeah, I explain him everything. Yeah, the what's around and everything. And just like yeah. For example, don't do this, but uh, watch out about this and uh, keep working on that. Like keep keep your head up every time. He's he's always helping me. So, was it was it difficult for you to adjust at first when he went to Venice? Like, did you go alone, or did you have like a family member or somebody that was that came with you initially? Because it, it seems like it's one of two things. A lot of times, it seems like people go and it's you see someone just going off at. 17, 18, 19, new club, new country. But then mm. sometimes you see support. Um trying to think there was one player with PSV, I think it was McKelly, that's um he's English and he was playing with Tottenham and now he's playing with PSV. And I remember seeing a video on YouTube with uh, their channel. And it was like him and his mom and his sister, they all went and same with Jude Bellingham. His family had all moved. Mm-hmm. It seems like your, your dad and are your mom and dad back in Luxembourg and then somebody came with you or did you just go by yourself? I just go by myself. Like I, I told them, yeah, I mean, it's time to be a grown man. And uh, like I was already 18. So but I, I was always that uh, solitary guy, like um, feeling myself. Uh, you know, there's sometimes I like I really miss my parents, of course. Like, but there's sometimes uh I know how to be my own myself and get along with myself. So it was never a big problem. It's just in the first months, it was a little bit difficult because I'm very attached to my parents, of course. But uh, then uh, after it was, it was, it was all right. It's important though, like to do what you've done because it's like, you look at things and you go, okay, cool. If need be, yeah, you could eventually go and see them, but it's it's. I think it's actually better long term when it's like that because it helps you improve and grow. You mature a lot more when you're put yeah. in a position where it's like, okay, it's just me. And it's also better to learn it. Like, of it's better to learn these things earlier, you know, sooner rather than later because then you have to learn things like not only okay balancing football, but then it's like you have to balance life in general too. To go, okay, now I have to like figure out now I have to make these meals. I have to run these errands. I have to like pay for these bills, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's, it was like, I think that's actually kind of doing you a favor in that sense, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, the good thing is now that it's starting to get cold. Hopefully you're not seeing <laughs> as many tourists in Venice. You know, I was, I was going to say like, I won, I was looking at the club the other day. First of all, they got a phenomenal support base. And I remember I had a friend of mine. He went over with, he went in the summer. So he just missed out on the season, but he had went on his honeymoon. And his girl, you know, his wife had said she wanted to go mm-hmm. there. They went over there and he saw the, he saw the ground and everything. Cause he was a big football fan and he was like, damn, man, this is, this is unbelievable. But when he went, it was, he said the city center was packed. He couldn't do anything. And I thought that was a little bit funny. Yeah, I mean, 
Hey, Ren is actually okay. It's not like what I thought it would be because uh, I thought it was like the city they was talking about, but actually it's just like a normal city. Like there are restaurants and everything. Beautiful. I mean, there are some places that are very beautiful, like uh, San Marco. Yeah, San Marco, like, of course, is like uh, you see the Basilicum and everything. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the rest is like normal houses, right with the boat and everything. Did they, did they make you, when you join the club, did they have like you and anybody that's and the other non-Italian players, do you have to take like mandatory Italian classes or do they not make you guys do that? I mean, I'm curious yeah, about that. Yeah, huh? right now, right now uh, I'm doing like Italian lessons, uh, like uh, four hours a week. And uh, it's kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. It can be. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's very boring. But, Yeah, I mean, I I learned more Italian in on the pitch than at school. You know what? You couldn't have said it better. Like I I learned Spanish, and it was like I learned that from friends. I learned I've been learning Portuguese now. It's like a couple years, and like I said earlier, I got a friend, a couple friends of mine. One's from Angola. One's yeah. from they were both in Lisbon. He one moved back to Angola. But we practice all the time, and, and I got uh, a couple buddies of mine that are from Brazil. I'm like, this is so much easier to practice in person, and it's also easier to practice when you're having a regular conversation as opposed to like you're behind this screen and you're. I'm like, you're you're teaching us things we're never going to do. Like in real, life, you're not going to talk like that. And they'll be like, I remember my I had a friend of mine who had like one of his teammates went over to Switzerland. And he was like, they made him learn like German and be like stuff in the classroom. And he could he couldn't speak it at all. <laughs> he said like he came back and he knew maybe like five or six words. And because <laughs> he just defaulted to English because he was like, he said what you say. He was like, this is boring. I don't have any desire to to practice. And I think that's it's a good and a bad thing. The good thing, at least for you, is coming from a place like Luxembourg where you guys have, it seems like learned English pretty early on, at least yeah. that helps with the adaption. The only hard thing is with Italy is, I noticed in Italy and Spain, a lot of the players and coaches are only going to speak in Spanish or Italian. So you're like, yeah. you're like you said, you're like, I'm going to learn on the pitch really fast. If you make a mistake, you're like, okay, I learned that word immediately. No question. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But uh, I mean, I mean now right now because um, Italian is like uh, it's somewhere or similar from the language I talk, like French or there's even some Portuguese uh, words like really similar, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I understand some words. Not, I mean now I understand very well, like just like that. Sometimes the coach is talking to me, and I'm just like I'm. I really understood what you say, and I'm really happy about it. Because in the beginning, I was really struggling. I was like, "What? What is he saying?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. But now I now understood and improved myself, and now I understand. Finally, so, like I guess then you know one last thing I'm kind of curious about is heading into this the second half of the season, and you're looking at everything. It seems like you're getting more comfortable and adjusted. Mm -hmm. what do you feel like is 
the the next two goals for the end of the season and where do you see where do you see the team the your club with primavera do you got first of all you what league are you, do you are you guys playing in a youth is it like a youth league how it is in england or do they do it where it's like in spain where you have like act the youth team is playing in a professional league because i'm kind it's of like, that. yeah it's like it's like you have you have primavera one this is like serie a okay like AC Milan, Inter Milan, all all the you know the big big clubs, and then you have Primavera Due, the the, the second second league. Okay. Primavera Tre, Quattro, like uh, all of them. Are you in Due? And now now we like second, like uh, Primavera the the second one, and oh. there are like two groups, and um, two groups like in one group is like sixteen club I think if I remember sixteen fifteen, something like that. And like the first places of the two groups, they go up like in okay. one, and the the second and the fifth, they play in playoffs against the other groups. Like they playing each other, and the winner who, who wins the playoffs, they'll get promoted. Is going to Primavera one. How have you guys been doing this year? Where are you guys currently at in the in the now table? now 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 we're fifth. Now we are fifth. But uh, and the first place is uh, Geno, I think. Now they have twenty nine points. We have oh. eighteen. So uh, not bad though. Now, no. now our achievement is like we still believe to go in Primavera One. Like we all have this achievement in our head to be in Primavera One. If you're in top five, it's okay. But we still play the playoffs if we're not first. You know. So what do you think is? What do you think is like the couple keys needed for you guys to go from fifth place right now with you know with ninth with you said eighteen points up? What's what's it going to take to go from fifth to first in the rest of the season? No, because we know it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be incremental. Yeah. But what do you what do you feel like you and the club need to do now to to get to that? It's, it's just keep working and not giving up. It's the only thing. You have like you have to believe in yourself. Uh, keep working uh, and have the spirit like to win the. You if you want to win, you you need rage and everything to work, and say yeah, I want to win that game. I want to win the next game every time. You have to think. So I, that's what I, how I'm thinking. That's how I'm thinking, but it depends uh, about the others too, you know. So, but I wish like I mean. Right now, we're all thinking like this. We only want to win, like everybody. But uh, just keep working. Keep working and not giving up. Believe well, in yourself. I think you guys will be good to go. And, or, you know, number one, I look forward to seeing you debuting with the first team. It'll be nice to have another player to support. You know, yeah, got my American <laughs> guys. Happy for that. It'll be nice to see you making your, your debut with them hopefully soon and finishing the season strong. And also, hopefully, we'll see you uh, debuting soon with the national team. I mean, it's a big yeah. accomplishment again. So it is a big accomplishment, I think, to know, which is that just just being making be, it and getting that first call—that's a pretty big deal initially. Yeah, I mean, just being there, it was just crazy. Like it was, I was so happy to be there because it was a dream. Like when I was young, I was always, I always told myself, "Yeah, one day I'm going to play on that pitch." 
like on that stadium. I'm going to be inside that stadium. I I would still believe in myself, like keep working hard and everything. Now, now I make the first achievements, and yeah, kind of happy. Yeah, I mean, to wear that shirt for the first time, like that's that's got to be a special moment to be like yeah, very special. Yeah. But I know you'll be uh, wish you the best of luck, and I'm looking forward to seeing you do even better, James. But wanted to thank you again for hopping on and joining us today, and nice to learn more about you know football and. Luxembourg and also just learning more about what it's like going through an academy because a lot of times we have episodes and we've been able to talk to guys that have retired you know guys currently playing I personally I like to see um, episodes like this because we had one episode with a buddy of mine Enrico Hernandez he was playing with Batiste as soon as he about a year later he was playing he was already with the El Salvador national team I think he scored against the U.S. I can't remember, but I remember something like that, and it was it was a nice feeling to see that uh, that kind of rise. So hopefully the same thing will happen with you. But again, wish you the best of luck, James. Yeah, thank you so much for the interview, and had really fun to talk to you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> thank you so much. No worries.